Sports bet BS hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave, I reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sports Bet's Bet with Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1 800 858 858. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. For the Quaddy, curated tips from the experts. The Quaddy, download today. Excuse me, what a terrible start. Welcome to the Odds Couple. Great to have uh, your company on this Saturday morning. Uh, David takes away on holidays. Um, some will say that's a good thing. Some will say it's a bad. But I'll tell you what, man, he, he's, not, he's not on the, the opener yet, but he, he's got to be soon because he's becoming an integral part of the show. Every hour between 8 and 9 on a Saturday morning, wherever you may be around the country, the state or the city of Melbourne, Josh Jenkins joins us uh, regularly now and is doing a wonderful job. Morning to you, Josh. Uh, morning, Scoob. Morning, Scoob. Geez, I uh, I don't know that I've looked forward to a day of racing more than today. Not necessarily because the racing is uh, is so amazing. We've got more to come, but uh, she was a big day yesterday and uh, on the SCN network. And I'm looking forward to uh, to that uh, was a fair bit of love going around, Scoob. I'm looking forward to 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 stripping out the uh, the sports bet punters club and then getting a little bit of hate mail back the other way, just to level things off. So. Um, she'll be a good day today. Well, that, that's the great thing of sport and opinions, that <laughs> some people like them and some people dislike them, and social media allows everyone to have an opinion and they like to voice it. That's right. That is exactly right. So, um, uh, yeah, now looking forward to today. I don't – you haven't been uh, – no Cam Luke, no uh, D Taggart, and you haven't been able to step up to the plate either. No. No, no. Like, no, that's kind of you. Yeah, well, yeah, it sort of seems it was a bit of a payback. You know, last week I expected you to be, you know, uh, front and centre, and there you were with all your makeup on at the Seven Studios, you know, just, <laughs> you know, popping in and well, out. Uh, no, no disrespect to Channel 7, but I, I know where I'd rather be, and uh, I am returning home today, this afternoon, with. Samuel Highland and uh, Huey uh, from upstairs, he he gets another crack at the big time as well. He's going to come on air and do his same race of things. So should be a good day, mate. Uh, he, uh, you, you will enjoy it. Racing coming from uh, Flemington here in Melbourne, of course. Randwick uh, has got the missile stakes at Group 2 level. Flemington's got the Ori Star Group 3. And then, of course, a, a full coverage of Brisbane, etc. on SEN Track this afternoon. Chris Nelson joining us a little later on in the show. Uh, to talk all things racing Queensland, but Josh, lots of lots of news around. Um, you know, Peter Volandis. It's you know, whenever Racing Victoria take one step forward, he seems to um, get New South Wales to take three steps forward. A, a mm. massive prize money boost uh, announced this week. Uh, I mean, he just keeps stepping up to the plate, representing Racing New South Wales to say we we're just going to we want the best horses here all of the time. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what, like his that is his job. <laughs> his job is you know, a lot of us south of the border, and I'd like to think I don't fit into this category. A lot of it, a lot of a lot of us south of the border think he's bad for the sport, but you need to understand what his job is. His job is uh, is to give racing New South Wales the best possible product at all times. So 
I, I don't have any problem with what he's done. In fact, I, I think it's fantastic because I was sitting down the other day doing a little project, you know, thinking about the best 10 days in Australian sport. Well, I think the hour of, of TV, the Everest leading into the Caulfield Cup, is one of the best mm. hours of sport that we get now. So I think they do go hand in hand wherever the horses are. And I know that's a, a, a discussion in terms of, you know, do races like the Manicato get completely eaten up? Well, you know, racing New South Wales are, are more than within their rights to do whatever they want to do. And this $30 million uh, uh, yearly boost is gigantic. Well, it, all it does is put pressure on 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 racing here in Victoria to to not necessarily to go put it up thirty one million, but find a way to ensure that it is still as lucrative and as important and as crucial. And we've got things in our advantage, don't we, Scoob? In terms of prestige and the Spring Carnival, we've still got things in our favour. But I tell you what, there are thirty million reasons, thirty million more reasons for horses to stay in in Sydney. I saw Wayne Hawks came out on. I think it might have been with Waitley uh, came out and said he, he he'll have horses that only race in New South Wales. We we shall see whether that's true, but it uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. Yeah, that's quite a, a complex sort of situation now with the with the Sydney horses. The the other thing that that comes into play with the prize money boost, and I, I wanted to talk to you also about <clears throat> sports bets involvement in that because I I think your mob uh, and our great friends here at the Odds Couple. Uh, are yes. playing quite a role in that in that um, prize money boost. Coming back to that in a sec. The other thing that is going to be the challenge, not only with the prize money keeping Sydney horses in Sydney, is but I don't reckon they've had a dry track in Sydney since January. They've been running yeah. racing on heavy eights and nines and tens, and meetings called off. You know, right through from you know basically the autumn right through until now. I think a lot of that Sydney form is going to be thrown out the door and people are going to say, we're not travelling our horses because Mm. they've had a tough enough time as it is. And now with this prize money boost, I think it's going to have quite a major effect on the racing here in Melbourne. Well, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And I think at the very least, you know, Racing Victoria is going to have to, you know, do some shuffling of, of the calendar and, you know, I, I, you know, we we can't be too proud here in Victoria to say no. This race has always been on this day or this night. Mm. This is the way it's always been because things evolve. Like just you know, everything in the world evolves. Things change. Um, you know, we never used to play sport on Christmas Day, and now the National Basketball League are going to play sport, play basketball on Christmas Day. Things just evolve, and um, not everyone will like it. But you know, if we if 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 we or if 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 the powers uh, to be at, at Racing Victoria want to stand uh, against this and say, no, this is what we've always done, so this is what we'll always do. Well, we'll get left behind. But I do agree in terms of the, the heavy track issues. It's going to be just that little spanner in the works for punters, isn't it? Just, you know, look look at a horse like Espiona. You couldn't – the bandwagon was absolutely chock-a-block. You couldn't mm. get any more people on. Nope. She raced on a couple of those heavy tracks. Things went – terribly awry and the next time we see her which will be soon we're not too sure are we we just don't really know what to what to make of her because she raced on those heavy tracks she didn't like it clearly they persisted with it it didn't work then they pulled the pin and now we're not sure and potentially because I I saw something the other day Scoob saying that 
that, that Sydney's in for another two months of, of incredibly wet weather. So it doesn't sound like life's going to get too much better from a uh, from a track perspective up there. Yeah, well, we're not far away from finding out. You know, we're, we're three weeks away from, from spring starting from a, um, a seasonal point of view, of course. And you know, we'll see where all, all of that lands. And it'll be really interesting to watch. Just the effect that, that uh, all of this mixture of different things from weather to prize money... Uh, you know, horses' preparations being interrupted, uh, just the sort of effect that has uh, on not only the Sydney Spring Carnival, but obviously our Spring Carnival as well. Talking about that effect, you know, you want quality horses running. Alligator mm. Blood, he's been banned. He's banned in New South Wales. Yes. He's now banned in Victoria. For those who haven't caught up with it, uh, one of the, or the majority owner of Alligator Blood is a, is a registered bankrupt. So until he comes out of that bankruptcy, um, he's not allowed to be a majority shareholder in a in a racehorse, and and so his his horse in New South Wales and in Victoria has, has been banned. Now there's been a proposal put forward. Uh, it'll be interesting just whether you think it's reasonable or not. And that proposal is the the gentleman um, who is the majority shareholder has sixty percent of the horse. Mm. He has suggested to Victorian authorities that. He will, he will give fifteen percent of his ownership um, to Living Legends, uh, and which brings him down to forty-five. Which, which, in strict terms, by the rules, says I'm now not the majority owner. I, I haven't got more than fifty percent. So it's it's more of a a diplomatic uh, discussion on on what happens with the horse. So he's put that forward to resolve the issue. My gut mm. feel, the way it's been put forward, I think it's been put forward in a in a legal manner, not a not a discussion. Uh, I think he's put a timeline on it that Racing Victoria have to be back to us by Sunday. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if you don't know if you're in the right position to be putting timelines on when Racing Victoria should reply to you when your horse has been banned. So uh, I, I'm I'm probably thinking. Um, is it in the the spirit of uh, how the the um, law is seen? I probably don't think it is. What do you think? Mm. Um, I, I I again, you know, like you and like so many others, don't know enough about the detail of you know these type of situations, and thankfully they don't arise too often. What feels right? I mean, forty five percent of what this horse could earn over the next three months, 12 months is still a lot of money, could be a lot of money. Uh, I would probably feel more comfortable because from a from a punters and, and spectators' point of view, I want to see him. He's one of the most mm. – he's one of the more – he'd be on the podium for, you know, in my opinion, the most interesting horses of the spring to see whether he's – Queensland form stands up and whether he is fully back. So from that point of view, I'm desperately keen to see him, but I, I acknowledge and respect the rules of racing and, and, and the fact that, you know, this man has, has some issues that needed to be sorted out. I would be more comfortable with it. I would be fully comfortable with it. If he, if he owned a, a minority share in terms of 10 or 15%, maybe 20. Now, I don't know, you know what you do with the remaining, um, 
But in my opinion, Scoob, I reckon 45 is still a lot because it's still, I mean, he could still earn one and a half million dollars. He wins the right right couple of races. Like he's in the, he's, he's right up in the markets for Memsies and Maccabi Divas mm. and all sorts of things. Mm. And, and, and so, if, he, if he gets back to his best form, you know, he, he could, you know, he's going to be in group one miles. I mean, he's going to run right. for probably 10 or $12 million in prize money over the spring. That's current. right. That's right. And if he picks a couple off, well, you know, this owner who owns 45% is going to pick up one, one and a half, two million dollars perhaps. And uh, still with that, with that 45%. And even if he owns, you know, even if he's stripped and, and forced to, to keep 10%, he's still going to earn a lot. But mm. to me, it would just probably just make that little bit of a difference or enough of a difference that you're not uneasy about it. And, um, and, and, and the overriding thing is I just want to see the horse race in in the best races. Now, hopefully that other stuff can get sorted out. Yeah, with what we're experiencing in, uh, you know, with the, the challenge from, from New South Wales and, and the number of horses we think are going to stay there, it, we need as many A-graders down here as we can. Now, that, that won't influence the stewards in any shape or form. So, no. look, I, I hope there is a... There is a a decision that can be um, can't, reached in, a, in an amicable way that we see the horse run because we need quality horses in our big races. He is showing signs of being back to his best. I would like to see him race at his best, and and you know the the other stuff, the administrative stuff, and the um, rules of racing stuff. Let's let's hope we can we can work our way through that without you know people trying to build each other up on the way through, you know, that, that's a sit around the table and, and figure out what's best for racing overall, not just alligator blood, mm. but, you know, I think there's an industry perspective in this as well because you know, we need quality down here to be racing. Now, I, I, you could not have said it better. I mean, our spring won't, it probably won't lose that much without him, but it will gain so much with him. He's just one of those horses who... He's a larger-than-life horse. People want to back him. People want to watch him, and hopefully we get the chance to do both. Mate, a quick look ahead to, to, the, to the spring. There, mm. there are certain signs as the winter goes on that, you know, spring's just around the corner. We're just we're, – we're nearly there, you know. We're, we're on top of it. One of them is, you know, trials that are happening all around the country, and in particular Melbourne and Sydney with the big names. And we saw Animo jump out during the week. Super impressive. Is he the best yes. horse in Australia? Uh, he's the best horse in Australia, yes. Whether he wins whatever his his grand final will be. Um, it's got to be the I, top I flight, doesn't it? I, I think so. But well, I'll tell you, there's a couple, uh, there are a couple of internationals who are, who have said that they are definitely coming, including the the uh, the reigning champion. Uh, he's, I think he is. I'm happy to, 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 to say he's the best horse in the country. Um, I love him. He's versatile. He's shown he's been durable. He's been able to race and win over, over you know, 12, 1,400 metres all the way up to 2,000. So I think he's going to be first up into the wink stakes, which is, you know, that's a nice, that's a pretty good lofty target to kick things off, um, which will be August 20. So, you know, not far away, two yeah. weeks away today. So it's bloody exciting. And his trial was excellent. James McDonald just gave him a little squeeze and said, come on, boy, let's go. 
and uh, and he uh, he just um, he just was able to handle Angel of Truth and Cascadian was in the trial as well. Uh, I think Profondo was in there, Ice Bath. So it was a seriously good trial. It's going to be also interesting to see the improvement in the horse. The great thing about our racing here during our spring and autumn and during the winter for that matter uh, up in Queensland, you know, when you're a two-year-old and a three-year-old running against you know, your own sex and your um, you know, at equal weights um, mm. in two and, two and three-year-old races is, is you know, really important to a horse's career. But once you leave that three-year-old period of your racing life, you, know, you then get into weight for age. Now, as an example of that for Animo, last year carrying 49 in a cox plate and going down by a mm. nostril, is this year going to be carrying 57, I think it is, either 57 or 58 at the weight for age conditions. So he has to improve seven or eight kilos mm. in a race that he just got beaten in last year. That's a massive step from three to four. Huge, huge. And 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 there's a lot of, oh, well, I mean, I was going to say there's a lot at stake for this guy, but, I mean, there is and there isn't because his place, you know, his place on the, on the, uh, on the Daly roster, is solidified. His place on any roster is solidified because he's a beautiful horse. He's well bred. He's he's got the runs on the board. But you, I think, we'll get a great indication as to where James Cummings and the team think he is because he'll only turn up if they think he can genuinely go close to winning a Cox Plate. Because as you said, it's he'll have to improve, and what it means in terms of how many lengths, I don't know. I'm not good enough to be able to, you know articulate that or work that out, but he will have to improve significantly to, 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 to measure up because some of the horses he's going to face, they're not going to cop any weight at all. Mm. He's going to be meeting them, you know, six, seven kilos worse off as you, as you, as you outlined. So he's, yeah, he is going to have to improve a lot. I think he's got it in him. I think there's no doubt. And that trial tells me that he's come back as good as ever. And as a four-year-old bull, uh, he'll, you know, you'd imagine he'll get better and better with two, three, four runs. And he's shown that a little bit. He's had, you know, little dips in his preparations where you thought, oh, is he, the, is he, is he going as good as we think? And then was it the Ramwick Guineas or the Rose Hill Guineas or something where he just absolutely obliterated them and, and said, I am the real deal. Yeah, no, and you know, I really look forward to that because I, I think he is the real deal. And, and the, the great horses make they make up that weight just because they are great horses. And, you know, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's a list of them. There's a raft of them over the journey. And the one I remember probably mostly, you know, is, is a horse like Octagonal that, you know, used to only just win as a three-year-old. And you think, oh, he's not dominating. And I don't know if he'll be a weight for age horse. Well, you know, winning a Cox Plate tells you he became a weight for age horse. And, and the, yeah, the yeah. great horses do make up that barrier when they go into open grade. And, and we really hope, well, I really hope that, and I think you uh, probably on the, we're on the same page, Josh. Um, yeah, really we are. And I'll tell you what, if, if you haven't seen that trial, make sure you have a, have a look at it. Cascadian, geez, was he, uh, he was a good run in that trial <laughs> coming to the outside. He was another 75. He probably runs past Animo, to be honest. Now, you don't know what, what, what each horse is being asked for, but um, he's a flashy horse with a big white face and uh, he was charging. So look out for Cascadian early in the prep too. Uh, fantastic. There's some great racing uh, great racing ahead. R- wonderful things happening on this show ahead as well. Uh, Josh has been talking uh, thoroughbreds. He's going to be talking trotters uh, after the news at 8.30. But coming up next, Chris Nelson will join us after the break talking all things racing Queensland. Please.
The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. For The Quaddy, curated tips from the experts. The Quaddy, download today. Jenkins and myself and plenty of winners from you, not only just uh, in the next few minutes, but also uh, right throughout uh, SEN track this afternoon, of course. Yeah, we've got a big day. Uh, nine races at Doombin. I think we'll uh, probably start from race two with the early start with trackside later on. But a bit of rain overnight, guys. Uh, not a lot. It's just tipped the track into a, into a soft five rating. And things are supposed to clear up from uh, from probably mid to late morning. So, if, providing we don't get any more and the radar doesn't look too bad, we might even get an upgrade back to good if the sun comes out, which it should. So, don't think it'll be any major drama. What do you like? Well, we'll go with race five, number four, Ocean Treaty, one from the O'Day Hoistead Stable. She's a mare that's had one run back. Look, she was beaten in a four-horse uh, thrilling finish uh, recently at Doombin. By a wham won the race, but uh, jockey Jaden Lloyd copped a fine for not riding Ocean Treaty out, and uh, stewards were of the opinion that uh, she could have won had he done so. Uh, so I'm going with her today. She's generally consistent. She, if she puts in a bad run, there's usually an excuse for it, so... I think she'll go close here, race five, number four. And one of our old favourites, I know you're probably going to laugh here, guys, race eight, number eight, Garibaldi. <laughs> he uh, he promises a bit. He can be a little bit uh, unreliable, but he's just below that group class. He's up to listed grade. This is certainly not listed, but it just looks a nice race for him. Angela Jones will take three off, so down to 52 and a half. Whether he settles back or settles a little further forward remains to be seen, but wherever he settles... I think he'll be very hard to beat. So race eight, number eight, Garibaldi, the other of the two best bets today at Doombin. Hey, uh, just quickly, uh, Chris, race what we, we yep. won't be, uh, we'll just be about to kick things off on uh, Saturday afternoon trackside, Saturday morning trackside, in fact. Race one, number one, Spiritualized, this three-year-old colt by Spirit of Boom. Uh, it's got a you know, one win from... Four career starts has run second three times. A buck forty-five. Is this is this is this a good thing? Is this a good horse, or is this a bit of a lay chance? This horse. Well, you know what, Josh, I wouldn't lay it because I think that he'll probably win. But there's one there that uh, should be a lot closer in the market to him, and that's number two, Hang, hang Five, who's only yep. had the three starts and looks really promising. And trial, I saw it trial at the Sunshine Coast. I think it was Sunshine Coast recently, and uh, gee, left down and, and ran right over the top of them. So. I think the best way out here is boxing them up in an exact or something. You won't get an overseas trip out of it, but so uh, you'll you'll finish in front. Yeah, I don't think spiritualised should be that short. And although the run was really really good last time, run out, uh, down by Honey Pot late after setting the tempo. But uh, no, I wouldn't be laying and I wouldn't be backing to those races okay. if that makes sense. Chris, uh, before you go, um, Josh and I have <laughs> just had a, a good chat about Alligator Blood. He's banned from yep. racing in both New South Wales and Victoria. He can still race yep. in Queensland, not that there's any races around for him you know, at the minute, particularly in the class that he's indicating or the form he's indicating that he's he's back in. Uh, the the way of um, uh, this horse going forward to race in Victoria that's been presented by the owning, owning group is that the yep. majority owner, who's the registered bankrupt, um, yep. He owns sixty percent. He's going to gift fifteen percent of that to Living Legends, so he becomes a forty-five percent owner, and the rest of the ownership group stay intact. Should he be allowed mm. to run in Victoria under those conditions, or not? 
Well, I'd like to see the horse run every, everywhere. I mean, we want to see the horses as tipsters, punters, uh, whatever. Uh, we like to see these good horses race. So I, I don't know about the nitty-gritty of it and when you get down to the, the percentages and everything, but from my point of view, yes, I, I'd love to see the horse race. But having said that, I don't know anything about uh, money that might be owed or anything along those lines. Not privy to that information, but just looking from... Uh, from my point of view, yeah, I, I think the horse should race because it takes away from um, from us fans of racing seeing the best horses, or in this case, the best horse or one of them. Yeah, uh, it's interesting on, on our text machine. We're getting a, a lot of um, a lot of opinion on, on the on the issue. And look, I haven't mentioned the name of the gentleman that's it's a bankrupt. I don't want to mention his name. Um, I no. don't know the nitty gritty of who, who owes what, other than he's a a registered bankrupt in the minute, whether the prize money helps him pay back his um, debtors, his creditors, I'm not sure. But um, let's, uh, you know, for the good of racing and the horse, if we forget yeah. the... Because um, we, we're not going to be privy to all the facts um, from the ownership group point of view. Uh, for racing just in general, it'd be good to have him about. Oh, 100%. And, I mean, now they're starting to think about him uh, racing in Hong Kong in the international racing uh, on the international racing day in December. Will they let him race in Hong Kong? Will that be an issue too? Who knows? And they've also thought about putting a nomination in for the Japan Cup, which I find astounding considering that's 2,400 metres. <laughs> <laughs> Is he just going to join in halfway or something? Is that the way they're going to work that? Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's a, yeah <laughs> that's an odd one. The other thing is, we'll, we'll, you know, if this does continue down this path and he doesn't race in Victoria then we'll see him on Magic Millions Day in Queensland because he's a qualified Magic Millions horse, as we know. So that's good for us. But, yeah, I'm with you, Simon, for the better of racing and to always see these good horses in action is what we want. So, yeah, I hope he, I hope he races. It'd be great to see him in the carnival down there because, look, he looks as though he's back to his best. No, it certainly does. Uh, Chris, great to chat. Look forward to your input this afternoon on, uh, on Trackside. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Josh, I'm going to give you a few minutes to uh, change your hat because we're going to go to the news right. and a, a bit of a break and then you're going to come back and I need some trots news from you because, mate, I'm sorry, my third week of All Up, nothing. No, well, 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 technically you are right, Tom. The All Up went under, but uh, if you'll... If you'll cast your mind back to uh, my third, my second tip of the day, second tip last Saturday morning was Aussie Battler at seventeen dollars and five fifty, and I said, "Oh, look, probably just back him to win because there was no third divvy." Or well, what do you reckon he did? He got up and got the chocolates. So just just organise a celebratory uh, uh, chat and uh, and 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 parade for me on the other side of the news, will you? <laughs> Leave that to me. We'll be back with more odds couple shortly. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. For the Quaddy, curated tips from the experts. The Quaddy, download today. They're 50% right. Simon O'Donnell's here. David Taggart isn't. Tags is away uh, having a, a well-earned break. And uh, Josh Jenkins, as usual, joining me on The Odds Couple, who's changed hats during the news break. He's taken his mm -hmm. thoroughbred hat off and put his trotting hat on, the trots.com.au, every race live and free. Um, you know, I follow your tips you know, yes. week in, week out. I'm loyal to you. I have an all-up yes. of that. Now, you, you've, you've made a case that your all-up got up last week. Well, it wasn't an individual. Well, your individual tip got up. But 
Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a little uh, me, race was... to race double, which went under. I think both horses went under. Wolfstride yeah. and yeah. So there was no. So they there's both, no. You know, both went down. No song and um, dance from me introducing you because my method of betting went nowhere <laughs> with the way you did it last right. week. So, uh, right. So let me let me sort of just work this out. I've 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 put a seventeen dollar winner on the table, and 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 uh, and that's not good enough. Is that sort of how we're is that, yeah, is that the outcome yeah, of last much, week? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, well, right, I, okay. I go all Jeez. up. It was no good if the other two didn't you know, run Jeez. where I meant to run, you know. Well, well the reason I no I actually – because I worked – It's I did all the, about me, the, you know that. I did the Cats <laughs> game uh, last week. So, obviously, I have to hand the phone in when you're working um, uh, at a game. So, I didn't see any of the racing. And then got off the uh, got off the ground and, and grabbed my phone back and – uh, you know, saw the video of uh, of of our tips for the for the trots, and someone had put a vomiting emoji, and I thought, oh, gee, that's a bit strong. I'm, I'm guess these tips didn't get up. Had a look, sure enough, the all up went under, and and, uh, and then I saw Aussie Battler seventeen dollars and five fifty, and I thought, hang on, geez, <laughs> not sure what more you can uh, can possibly ask for, but evidently. You need more. So how about this, Scoob? Now, I don't know how you're going to turn this into an all-up. You might have to have a week off the all-ups and just have five each way on these because I'm going uh, for extreme value. Mm-hmm. And we are back at Melton tonight. The lights have been restored. They've got new lights in the place. They've done all the landscaping. I've seen some photos on social media, and Melton looks uh, a picture of health. Race two, number three, Rick Riley. We'll get 50 to one about this, Blake. We'll get 50 to yeah. one and just, just have a penny each way, right? Cause he'll get a pegs run. He'll get, he'll cop no pressure. And I, I don't, there's not a lot of method to my madness with this one. It's just a stable, the Douglas stable. They are very, very good at getting horses like this to run a big race at big odds. He's just going to get the perfect run in transit. Abby Sanderson, Abby Sanderson claims so she uh, she gets this horse uh, a better barrier draw with her claim forty one four eighty. I reckon we'll get better than that at the time. Race two number three, Rick Riley. Mm-hmm. Race four, we're gonna have two bets because I reckon both these favourites uh, are vulnerable. Ira Pool and Elegant. They're both sub two dollars if you can believe that. They're both vulnerable. Uh, Elegant's first up. You can leave me out. Uh, so race four number two, Lockhart Shard, a former Kiwi who won first up in. Australia wasn't overly impressive and then hasn't been super at his past two. But again, he's got the nice barrier draw. Gets barrier true, uh, two straight to the fence. No pressure. Will get his chance, particularly on an each way basis. And then horse number four, Jack Law takes the steer for the Douglas camp. Bet on the Tiger, which has been a pretty good uh, way of making money in the footy over the past four or five years. They're both uh, around that 20 to one mark, Scoob. So have have five bucks to win on both of those two. Right, okay. And yep. uh, and 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 I just think both of those will be Johnny on the spot. So if you want to, if you want to, I don't know how you can get a double out of this. I have one dollar on all three of them to win, and if that happens, then you can buy me an island. But maybe have uh, race two, number three, the place into race four, number two, the place, and and see what happens there. I'll tell you what price we get for that. Tell you what price we get. Well, I can do that with both. I can have two all-ups here. I can have race yeah, two, number have three, both. the place. Race four, number two, the place. Race two, number three, the place. Into race four, number four. Yeah, they're both, and they're both paying about 20 bucks. Yeah, there you go. 
I'll, I'll, I'll have now two all-ups. All right. Well, so, and let me just get this straight so I can sort of come in with the correct level of emotion next week. If <laughs> if I get the 50 to one up wins, but the other, one of the other two doesn't run a place, is it a pass or a failure? Well, it's a pass to many. It will be a failure <laughs> to me. Okay. Oh, crikey. <laughs> it's a hard school, pal. Not a, so not, not, a, not a really, a, not much of a win-win situation. It's more of a loss-loss. Mate, you've been here two minutes. I don't just put the arms out and embrace you immediately. <laughs> You'll be earning your stripes. Okay. All right, I'll keep chipping away, but I'll that's how we're going to I'll let you know when I give you a full embrace. At the moment, I'm giving you a handshake. You're not, not, not into the hug stakes yet, my friend. That is, uh, that is how we're going to play our return to Melton tonight for a uh, 10 race card. Beautiful. Look forward to it. Lab up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. Josh has quickly bolted out. He's going to change his cap around again. He's going to put his thoroughbred <laughs> one on. We're going to come back and have a look at a, a couple of uh, good races in Sydney, in particular the, the missile stakes. Um, yes. And then uh, we'll get our teeth into what's going to be happening out at Flemington this afternoon here in Melbourne. More odds couple after the break. It's 17 minutes to 9 o'clock. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. For The Quaddy, curated tips from the experts. The Quaddy, download today. For you on The Odds Couple this morning, we're going to dash up to Sydney, have a quick look at the Missile Stakes, which is the major race in Sydney town this afternoon. Um, a couple of scratchings. Uh, oh, hang on. No, there isn't. Sorry, I looked at the wrong race. No. Uh, but okay. Forbidden okay. Love in the missile, it should be a class mm. above them. Josh, am I fair in saying that? What's the market telling us? Yeah, well, the market is trending that way. Of course, first up, uh, this uh, daughter of all too hard, Hugh Bowman taking the ride for uh, Mike Freeman. Uh, 340, got to deal with a whitish gate. Uh, that's some concern and and fresh up. So, you know, depending on how, uh, whether Huey can slot this mare in or she can sort of get a bit of a backside to follow. So 340, Bellucci Bade for James McDonald and Bjorn Baker at 460. Count the rupee, the toppy at six bucks. Embracer uh, at eight. Hilal at 11 and Nimalee at 13. It's a very, very open race, this one. But Forbidden Love, $3.40 uh, will... Unless the market shifts considerably, we'll start favourite. And look, I think a nice race for Forbidden Love to kick off in. But the horse mm. I think's giving the value is the two Halal with a good yeah, I'd gate. Agree I think with that. It's, yeah, it's a bit closer than um, people think, and I reckon it just you know, it'll um, it'll be putting the head down and coming hard in that last hundred. And if some of these horses aren't quite uh, wound up to the level they should be to win a race at this level, he might be the one that spoils the party. Agree. Just the um, just the trip worries me. He hasn't done much at over the twelve hundred over the six furlongs. So uh, I agree. But was good in a was good in a a nine hundred meter trial. So maybe there's a little bit more sharpness there for Halal and William Pike than than we've seen. Because um, just the the had the four goes over the six furlongs and only ran in the in the money once. So that's a concern. Got good soft track form though. So I agree. It's probably the play each way there. I'm not necessarily keen to dive into forbidden love uh, at that price. So I'm probably with you there, Scoob. Okay. We're, we're looking at a bit of value in the missile stakes with Halal up in Sydney this afternoon. The all important uh, race meeting, 
for us today is at Flemington. It's a ripper card. And on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and have a detailed look at it. No tags, Quaddy. We're going to have a Jenkins O'Donnell Quaddy. And uh, I, I, I think it'll get over the line. I'm very confident we'll get it home. More after the break. The Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell and David Taggart. For the Quaddy, curated tips from the experts. The Quaddy, download today. Don't forget to try a sports bet. Bet with mates, start a group and build a multi together. Conditions apply. And as always, gamble responsibly. Time now for our market movers and Quaddy going forward. And of course, that brought to you by Werribee Izuzu Ute. They make buying cars Easy, they certainly do down there, the team at Werribee, Izuzu. Josh, uh, what have we got from a betting perspective? What are the best back? That yeah, we'll, um, we, uh, we've got some best back runners today. So horses that have been at big time Werribee, Izuzu movers in the market. Four best backed runners, four market movers for you. So in the first race, uh, horse number four, Craig Williams, takes the ride. Uh, this uh, young horse has only had a couple of starts. To three, Rob, it's only had two starts. Berkeley Square, the favourite, $2.20 in from $2.50. Uh, it is in the first there. So race one, number four. Race three, number 13, Veron Scova. Uh, it is been, it's been really, really well backed as well. Four fifty all the way into $3.30. It's been a good go there. Mark Zara jumps on, uh, takes the steer here, second up. Uh, nice barrier. Uh, the market is expecting it to do a really good job as well. So race three, number 13. Uh, this is an interesting one. A big watch here. Race five, number two, Stage Man. The West Aussie horse yeah. for Bob Peters. Most people who sit back and watch uh, Ascot late on a Saturday will know these colours. Danny O'Brien uh, now training this horse. Uh, it is uh, potentially a very good horse, potentially a group one horse. It's been a while back, $7.00 into 550 there's been good money for it early and we'll see whether that uh, continues on as the day progresses and then race nine number 10 this is also i reckon everyone in the world's going to want to be with uh race nine number 10 fire i reckon people just want to be with it because of its name for team hawks damien thornton takes the ride uh, as one it's past couple uh, in, in different preps. So it was very good first up winning at Sandown when uh, I think Wayne Hawks basically declared it. So it has been well-backed as well. So the best back runners on the card, race one, number four, race three, number 13, race five, number two, and race nine, number 10, fire. Now I have to uh, just uh, make a, a point of the opportunity we have here, Josh. We, 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 if we get this quality right and it gets up, Yes, the, the the we'll be able to stand so tall against the midget who's away on holidays. Um, well, we do that anyway. But yeah, yeah I agree. Last time we got a quaddy was when there was black and white telly. So it's very important we get this right. So let's have a look at the quaddy legs now. And the first is uh, race seven. It is, uh, race six. Six, sorry. Race six. Sorry. It is uh, the parade lounge of benchmark eighty four, and the market. Uh, is interesting. Here to shock for Brent Stanley. Damien Oliver takes the ride three dollars thirty. Uh, Lyrical Lad four eighty. He's our Bonneval, the uh, import who was unbelievable first up. Was just fair second up. Interesting to see what he does third up here for Craig Newitt and Bussard and Young at five fifty. Born a King at six fifty. They're the uh, main protagonists in the market. Your quality numbers. Uh, I went with. I got real greedy here. I went with just. 
uh, three, Borna King. Yep. And four, he's our Bonneval because uh, he's our Bonneval. He's one of my best bets of the day, Scoob. What have I left out? Uh, five and six. I just went three, four, five, six. So. Yeah, I, I initially did that, but I want to want to go real wide. I'll probably take a little one with three, four, five, and six, but I want to go real wide in uh, race number seven. So we're pretty much in agreement there. So race number seven, over 2,530 metres, if you don't mind. T Waters for Harry Coffey and Archie Alexander is your favourite three dollars at the moment. Uh, just out from two ninety, horrifying four twenty into three sixty. It's had some support. Uh, high emotion for Linda and Ma Eustace at four forty. Through Irish Eyes at four eighty. Memphis all the way out to twenty one, and then a host of others at longer than thirty one dollars. So this was the one where I'm either taking uh, four and five T Waters and horrifying, or I'm just putting F on. Uh, this race and just hoping for a blowout. Well, I've gone you four and five and I'm upping you the six and seven. So four, five, six, seven, I've got in that second leg of right. the quaddy right. or field, depending on uh, how much you want to spend. Third leg? Yeah, I'm going to slap an F on that one, I reckon. I just don't like those horses. Uh, third leg, and now this one was, this is either uh, all duck, no dinner, uh, to quote the great Ed Langdon. Uh, Nicolino, Nicolini Vito at $2.20 was a good winner uh, resuming. Just interested to see what the market does with this horse uh, this time around because it was uh, a double-figure winner. Now we've got to take 220. Uh, Zoltan at six and winning partner at nine. I'm taking the field here. Field, three, four, six, eight for me in the last leg. Uh, nine and ten, chain of lightning and fire. They're the best bets on the card for me. We've agreed. Four, seven, nine, ten for me. Your best of the day. Race nine, number nine, chain of lightning to upset the apple cart. I think I might just go along with you with the chain of lightning. Uh, we, 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 we agree to be friends today and just win a pot <laughs> full of money for everyone. Just good luck for Savo. Great to have your company this morning. Great to have uh, everyone's company out there in Radio Land. You're going to have some fun for the next three hours. Hutchie and Pickers coming up on Off The Mitch. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.